This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning State Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born Better call Saul, better call Saul You wanna tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click You know who to call and you better call quick Saul, Saul, you better call Saul You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall Stick it to the man, justice for all You better call Saul It's a brand new episode of Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast It's Anthony Lewis, Glenn Beauvais, and we're back to talk more Better Call Saul Season 5, Episode 5, Dedicato a Max and uh, we begin with Mike waking up in the ranch in Mexico, which, uh, now this says has ties to Gus, but Mike knows right from the get-go. Like, this is like Gus's town, essentially. Maybe not where he was born or grew up, but he essentially runs this place, uh, including a fountain dedicated to someone named Max. That's the title of the episode. Dr. Barry Goodman treats him and recommends he stay to heal. Gus later arrives and asks for Mike's help in Gus's war against the Salamancas, but Mike refuses to engage in killing simply to further Gus's aims. But Gus says he wants Mike because Mike understands his need for revenge. Meanwhile, Jimmy, as Saul, creates a myriad of delays in Mesa Verde's eviction of Mr. Acker, Kim tries to recuse herself from the case by claiming that there is now a conflict of interest, but Kevin insists she remains and refuses any compromises. Howard asks Jimmy to accept his offer to join HHM, and Jimmy claims that he's still considering it. He suggests, Jimmy does that is, uh, that there are no options left for Acker but to find dirt on Kevin and tries to persuade Kim to move on, but she decides to proceed. So Jimmy hires, uh, what's this guy's name? I, I just keep thinking of him from GTA, but it's not. What's his name? Sobchak? Uh, yeah, something like that. He reminded me of uh, uh, Laurel Lance's dad. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, no, he's totally the, uh, he's totally, oh, fuck, he's totally the guy from Grand Theft Auto V, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Um, he hires Sobchak to think, uh, who thinks his search of Kevin's home Revealed nothing damaging, but Kim's knowing smile as she looks through Sobchak's photos indicates that she sees something useful. 
Back at Mesa Verde, Rich Schweikert suggests that Kim uh, disengage from all Mesa Verde business as he correctly des- deduces that her heart at best is not in uh, is not in it. But I mean, we all know that it's more than that. She's actively trying to sabotage this. Uh, and Kim angrily refuses him. Uh, what did you think of episode five? Um, this episode was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty damn good. I laughed so hard <laughs> during just the montage of <laughs> shit that Jimmy came up with. Just to like to, delay them by delay. a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. came. <laughs> <laughs> so at first, the first thing he does is like take the numbers off of his mailbox and claims <laughs> that he lives at it. Like when they show up with a a, a a notice signed by a judge to demolish this home with the address, he's like, no, that's not his address. And the old guy is like, no, my address is this. And the police officer's like, you got any, any evidence? And he's like, sure, walks over to his mailbox. There's a ton of letters. But he also, like, you can totally tell he's acting. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I think I do, you know. Let me walk over here. What do we have here? Uh, You know, the construction guy is not falling for any of this shit. (laughs) But the police officer can't take the chance that it's not legit. So he's like, I got to go make a call. And he's like, fuck, we're off for a day. Uh, they did that. They they came back. Well, and this they... time, Jimmy's just like from the get go. If you leave now, you're gonna you'll ha- you'll save half your wages. Yes, he tried. He tried to warn them. Yep. Uh, they they came back and there was like people from the historical society like finding pottery that Jimmy had smashed in a bag uh, the night before and buried it. Uh, people from historical society were there like digging up pieces of like these pots and they're like, Oh, we're going to have to survey the whole area. It could take up to a week. Uh, what else did he do? Like they, they ground well, up. The, the funniest thing was, I guess, smashing up mercury or something like that from the, uh, the smoke detectors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then just having a thing in his pocket and then having the guy show where the constellations were. So he's walking around with this thing leaking on his side. And, yeah. And they, oh, it got radiation. That man's been living there for four <laughs> years and he, he's doing just fine. He's like, well, actually it was OSHA for the workers, not him. Yes. <laughs> just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It was just one, one awesome thing. Uh, after another, like there, at one point they, it was just Kim in the Mesa Verde office being handed papers. She's like, he's trying to claim that the foreman for the construction thing is like a criminal or something. As a convicted felon. <laughs> As a convicted yeah. felon. Uh, she was constantly handed papers and she's just like, I can't believe this. All the while she's working with him. Yeah. That, that was, a a great breaking bad averse, uh, style montage that was up there with one of the best ones and this this show in particular has had a number of great montages but that was a pretty damn good one yeah yeah and then uh <clears throat> you know even the whole sequence of meeting that guy in the nail salon oh yeah and then he gives like his his final solution he's like oh all right, all right, all right. i know it's not game for this look then get a couple of guys a couple of sturdy guys and get an unmarked van you take him out to the desert. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Was... He's an Eagle Scout with six figures. <laughs> yeah, this Kevin. Kevin's also kind of an idiot. Yeah. He's one of those guys, like, how did they get so, like, uh, is he is he so rich that he's just now insulated from his mistakes, like Donald Trump? Sounds like it. I mean, meeting him on the golf course like that. and Mm-hmm. He... Uh, and Kim's impression of him was really good, too. Oh, let's talk that about actually... that scene. <laughs> the uh, the scene where... <laughs> you want to take a hot shower with me? Basically, Kim? yeah, they, uh, he gets yeah. Kim to like reenact what happened. She's like, do the voice, do the voice, do his voice. And she's like, I don't know if I can. Uh, but then she starts doing it. And then Jimmy's like, I'm going to be you in the conversation. We're going <laughs> to role play through the conversation. And he is clearly turned on by all of this. And then he's like, Kevin? Yes, Kim? Would you like to take a shower with me? Why, yes, I believe I would. <laughs> I was like, this is weird, but entertaining to the highest, highest degree. Um, I thought it was really fascinating in this episode how she was, she felt like very teeter-tottery about like doing this. But at the end, when she went to Jimmy, like this episode, she's like full in. He tries to talk her out of going further. But she doesn't want to. She keeps going in. Well, I mean, he didn't have to say the last bit. I mean, he's definitely he. Yeah, he did string her a little in the bit, water a little bit, a little bit. Yes, but she did make the decision ultimately. Like he was like, really, we should just let it be at this. But she went through with all of it. Now I'm sure at some point she's gonna walk it back or regret that she did it. But... Well, I think I really think this is it. I think this is maybe she doesn't die or anything like that, but I think it turns into she gets disbarred because it's you know Swigert's basically onto it and yep and yeah you know her trick of saying this in front of everybody in the firm mm-hmm. yeah but you know when it comes to this there's just too many coincidences you know there's just yeah. no way that a judge would be like yeah there's no way they're not in cahoots yeah i mean she thinks that her cover here is that she flat out told them like this is at the golf course she's like this is like a conflict of interest though like i shouldn't this won't affect my home life but like uh you know i shouldn't continue to work on this case and he's like no i absolutely insist so she thinks that that's her cover but as long as schweikert realizes that kevin's also an idiot um, <laughs> like just because yeah, he I mean, believes the lawyer's going to protect his client, you know, the things she's not doing. Yeah. So. Just because, just because Kevin believes her doesn't mean that it's, um, the truth. He's, he's, and I think Paige also knows that she's full of shit. I think so too, but maybe she just doesn't give a shit about, Kevin. I think she's also, cause she seemed like she was pretty okay with moving to the other lot as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it looks like the dirt that she's going to find is that he stole his logo from a painting. Yes. Um, but, again, how is someone going to figure that out? So I bet it's going to be she's going to try to get into his house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's going to be like, well, you know, I have files, and I told you I live with this guy, and he must have gone through it. And mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how good of a case that really is. Uh, who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows what the IP extension is, but mm-hmm. 
Unless you just try to make it into a character thing, you know? But yeah, I, I like that they focused on this case because, like, I like this Acker fella, but, you know, Jimmy's like, look, the worst that's going to happen is he's just going to live somewhere else. Like, yeah. he's not going to die. They're not throwing him in prison. The worst thing that'll happen is he'll live another place. Like, is it really worth, you know, doing all of that for this guy? You've gone so far above and beyond. I love that it's, it's not trivial, trivial, because, you know, it, it is shitty that this guy who's lived here all his life is being tossed off of his land for a fucking call center. But is it worth... I mean, have you seen the movie 99 Homes? No, I don't think I have. It's pretty good, but it's basically about this. But it's a real estate guy foreclosing a bunch of homes so that he can get in on the money when they build an interstate extension. Yeah. It's a real thing that happened in Florida, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what this is, but you know, on one house. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, like seeing her extend herself out this far, uh, just to help this guy out. Uh, yeah, this feels like the thing that's totally going to, snap the straw so to speak so uh yeah i really like this episode as well uh, well yeah you talk about the other half of it with mike in mexico yeah i thought that stuff was pretty good too i like that the first thing mike did was he got up he's like ah shit <laughs> walked out and then yeah and that, that he's like what am i doing here and she's like no habla inglés and he's like Ugh. and then he just walked out the door and just walked until he couldn't walk anymore he was just going to walk back to America, uh, but he uh, he didn't quite make it that far. But of course, you know, Mike, like eventually he uh, he tends to like the lady he's uh, staying with and helps her fix her window. And she gives him a charger for his phone um, after he takes everything apart to make a charger for his phone. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I liked all that stuff too. Um, and you know, the stuff with, we're slowly building that thing between Gus and Mike uh, yeah. as well. So yeah. Well, I do like, you know, it's like, you know, the whole assumption is that, oh, it's just Gus showing him how good he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then Gus like, no. Yeah. You know, revenge is, that's, that's what this is all about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to destroy the cartels. Help me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I really like the episode. Uh, it made sense that Jimmy called, uh, Mike to try to do the thing, but you know, he wasn't interested. Uh, and yeah, the stuff was so checked. That was all great. What was her name? He called mm-hmm. her, uh, she didn't go by, uh, Kim in that whole scene. All of that was great. Cause she Giselle. was like, yeah, Giselle, she was such a fish out of water. In that mm-hmm. scene, that was great. And he's like, you know, Giselle, meet Mr. X. And he's like, it's my work name. Uh, and she's just like, so like, not sure what to do with any of this. Uh, you know. <laughs> go to the conference room in the back. Go to the co- Yeah, he's like, I thought I was going to a law office. And he's like, this is a law office. And he goes, ah, I see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. And yeah, I and Jimmy, when Jimmy's like, you know. I, I feel like the work you've done is just surface level. And he's like, I broke into his house. <laughs> I took pictures yeah, of everything. She's like, oh my God, you know, she's all worried what he did. He's like, oh. 
she wanted to know the specifics and everything. Uh, it feels yeah. like she's smoke that- alarm drives the housekeeper crazy. Yep. So I just come up with my tools in a bag, and she just lets me in. She was happy <laughs> to let me have the run of the place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this totally feels like Kim is diving in deep, like for this episode, but then she's gonna come up in the next episode and not gonna like it at all. Uh, and yeah. She's gonna want to swim back very quickly. Uh, at least that's what it feels like, and the title of the episode certainly uh, suggests as much as well. But uh, any final thoughts on the episode, and what would you give it? Um, no, nothing else. I just I give it a five. I loved everything in this episode. Yeah, um, I didn't quite. I I stopped short. I went four and three quarters. I really liked this episode. I thought it was great. Uh, a, a little bit of it maybe felt like just doing setup work. I think the. Uh, if this didn't have like the montage in it, I think the montage really helped like a bunch. Yeah. The montage helped. And I, and I also like the, just the final talk between Gus and Mike. Yes. Um, those two are always great together and Mike's great in like everything. Like every, whenever we finish an episode, yeah, like even this, Mike just fixing the window was. Yeah. I mean, I just want like, after every episode I see with him, I'm like, why is he not in like everything on TV? Like, I know he's getting up there in age, but this guy should have like a bunch of jobs right now. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really like this episode as well. So that's the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Better Talk Saul. Hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more Saul. Season 5, Episode 6, Wexler v. Goodman. Goodman.